From the University of South Florida in Tampa, you're listening to Upload Download with James Hatton. Welcome to Upload Download. In this edition, I'm talking with Brittany Anthony. How are you doing, Brittany? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, as I keep saying, I'm hanging in there. I'm just hanging in there. <laughs> we were looking back, and I don't know what it is, but we're uh, close to a month on quarantine. I don't. I don't know what you are in your house, but my wife hasn't left our neighborhood in. I think it's close to thirty days now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah I snuck out over the weekend and, and went to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like you're scared to do it, but you kind of need to do it, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, even earlier last week, I was just finding reasons. Oh, we need some more butter. I'm gonna go around to Walmart. I just needed a break. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then you kind of see how freaky it is out there, uh, just with the lines and the people kind of keeping distances, and it's odd to see everybody wearing masks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just want to make sure you're you're taking precautions. So I get it. But yeah, it's. It's sad right now, but I know this too will pass. Yeah. Did you wear a mask when you went out? I, I, I'm always self-conscious yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> am I supposed to? Am I not? Uh, okay. So I had a mask. I was ready. It was in my car. And once I got there, I just saw a bunch of people going in there and they did have masks. So I didn't want to be the only one with a mask. So I got yeah, that's, in there. <laughs> it's like this weird, like uh, peer pressure. Yeah. It's like high school again or something. It feels really yeah. weird out there. I, it was I sad. So, yeah, I, I went in there and I didn't wear my mask, unfortunately, but there were people that had masks. And from now on, I do plan on wearing masks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I admit I was prepared to, but then I, I punked out at the last minute. My my odd thing that I came up with, and we'll get to, to like our actual discussion here in a second, but uh, I was... Uh, I, so one of the things, oh, I'm bored. What am I going to do? I started organizing my garage and I, I think it was roughly 15 to 20 years ago. I refinished a basement in my house when I lived in Minnesota and I had masks for when you do sheetrock work. And I found them in my toolbox when I was like organizing my toolbox. I had like 25, what are they called? Uh, R9... N95s or whatever. Yes. Yeah, and they're they're the three. I don't know if they still work. I mean, they probably work just fine as anybody's handkerchief they're putting on their face. But I was like, wow, jackpot! (laughs) And now I feel bad because, but I didn't hoard them. I I had them when I was doing sheetrock work twenty years ago. It's right on time. (laughs) (laughs) Must be in disguise. Popped up right when you need them. And that's sure. Everybody wants to get on you when you save things for too long and keep it in your (laughs) toolbox. But now. Now it's kind of well. I'll wear one whenever when I decide I need butter and uh, eggs. I guess that's my my next thing. Well, let's uh, let's uh, start off. And why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your job and how that's related to online learning and uh, kind of who you are, Brittany? Sure. Okay. So again. Hi, I'm Brittany Anthony. Um, I am the assistant director for our digital learning team at USF. So we're part of Innovative Education, um, where we work with faculty to reimagine their their face-to-face courses into an online environment. Um, This this pandemic has been very, um, it's been very crazy on our end due to the pandemic. Um, We've basically been tasked with first helping faculty kind of convert their courses remotely. So just encouraging them from helping them um, reimagine, not even reimagine, it's more so of whatever you did face-to-face, let's just work with you to move all of your content online for this short period of the spring semester. And now we're also um, 
working very closely with faculty this summer because now courses have been um, converted. Well, they want courses to be online for the summer as well, just to make sure we um, are taking precaution and prepared. So we've developed an actual um, dual design your own online course um, Canvas shell to support faculty and, and work with them to ensure that they are um, developing a high quality online course for the summer since we do have more time now. Um, so it's it's all embedded within online learning and um, it's, it's been fun, but also challenging because you, you have right. all types of instructors from some that are experienced online where some, you know, only use Canvas to, to put their grades in. Um, so it's it's been a challenge, but a rewarding challenge because um, we get great feedback from instructors all the time where when they first um, started working with us, they initially, there was a lot of pushback. Um, and then once we've kind of worked with them throughout the, the weeks, they're, they're just really appreciative that we've been um, supportive and patient with them throughout the, throughout the time. So. so normally when you, uh, I, well, I guess I'll just fill in some blanks that uh, some some listeners may not know, but the uh, Canvas is our learning management system at USF. It's pretty popular right now across the country. Um, and I know some school districts use Canvas. Uh, Pasco County Schools uses it in, in this area, but um, that uh, that's that's one thing. So we that's what we're building ours in, uh, building our courses in. Uh, I think USF went to Canvas, it must have been about, what, six, seven years ago? Something I like that? So I, I arrived in 2012, and I think they were just moving from Blackboard Black um, to Canvas. Yeah, so, so Blackboard's another LMS, Moodle. You may have heard some of these these before. Uh, Desire to Learn, I think, is one of them. Uh, it, there's a there's a bunch of them, but the I think the most popular one right now is Canvas, and that's the one that we use. Um, so normally, though, your job is to work with faculty who have chosen to work with you and have chosen to uh, kind of move online with their courses. Now we're all forced to be online. Now, I've, I've been online since I got here, so that's not a, not a problem for me. And I, I've gone through that process with you and with uh, your cohorts over at Innovative Ed. So I've, I've experienced that a fair amount. But uh, the people who have never taught online and have not gone through that process, I think we're in for a pretty abrupt change. Uh, what's yeah. the difference between working in your normal route to working mm -hmm. with these these faculty that were just suddenly told, you're all online, I don't care, you're online? Right. Oh, good question. Um, so typically, colleges decide which courses um We'll, we'll move online. Sometimes there are faculty that are interested in um, converting their course online. So they'll reach out to their college. And there's a process where um, we get a set amount of courses from each college that we um, work with on a semester, normally either a one to two semester basis. Um, so we, we generally get about probably between 30 to um, 50 courses a semester where there's about 10 designers where we'll get about three to five courses and we work again throughout the whole semester um, just reviewing their their syllabus um, or their syllabi we, um, we kind of talk with them and, and analyze um, the current content that they have and the different assessments and just again reimagining it for that online environment and find a creative creative solutions um, and and we work with a, a a standard or checklist called quality matters that ensures you know um, 
the course is welcoming, it's accessible for learners, there's interactions. Um, so we, we also review the courses through this Quality Matters um, rubric that's kind of a lot of Florida institutions and institutions around the world um, use this, this rubric to um, kind of assess and review courses. So again, it's very collaborative. We, we take the time to um, really analyze and provide recommendations. We also work with the faculty to build out the courses. Um, so we can, we'll add the quizzes in, they'll provide us with the content, but then we're creating the modules and within the learning management system, we're adding the quiz questions in. We also work with faculty to um, enhance their lectures so we can create, um, interactions and different animations um, based off of their content. Um, but basically everything is outcome driven. So based off of those outcomes and, and, and objectives, we ensure that you know there's alignment between those and um, the instructional materials in addition to the activities and the um, assignments. We also have a video team that, that yeah. works with us and um, we use them a lot with different um, in, instructor intro videos they can go off to different locations and shoot videos we provide we've done um, 360 videos and um, virtual tours so we provide a lot of support throughout that um, full development cycle yeah. now to fast forward to this rapid development <laughs> summer cycle what we're trying to do is although provide that support faculty are um, pretty much they're not they're not on their own we want to give them as much support as we can but we're not providing as much um hands-on support as we can because we're supporting the entire university yeah um so how many do you think you have right now how many how many are kind of coming through the door so we've been um grouped is two ILDs learning designers per college and so for me I have and actually I have two colleges right now I have BCS and education so College of Behavioral Sciences and the College of Education and I believe there's about 70 in my group the college, the college of Arts and Sciences has oh my gosh oh I know they dumped like 100 and la the other day they dumped hundred and a few days ago um, there's probably about 300 in Co College of Arts and Sciences um, there was like maybe 74 in the, the College of Business there's there's a lot like yeah that's a lot, a lot of people that's um, that's uh, and in a short amount of time that's an incredible endeavor yeah so we provided them with modules based off of um, the needs that we've heard from the past especially with the um, the help that we provided in supporting the the spring transition so how to record your lectures how to even create your modules thinking about the assessments if you want to use proctorio because a lot of faculty members had face-to-face -face exams so using a proctoring system that'll assist with um kind of deterring cheating yeah um so yeah everything is there and then we also offer two hours worth of virtual office hours um, twice a week so that faculty can pop in at any time and we can offer additional support and answer any Are questions. Are they doing that? Are they popping in? I'm, I'm curious about virtual Surprising office. Me. For my, this week, no one popped in the two huh. days, Tuesday and Thursday for, for BCS and the College of Education. Yeah. But I heard that, you know, um, MUMA, the College of Business, they, they've had a lot of um, instructors pop in and CAS has had a lot. Yeah. So I'm sure next week it will change, um, but surprisingly this week, no. Well, we're getting toward the end of the semester, which is 
I don't know, a really good thing. I think, I think it's a good thing for me and for my students. I just want to get them to the end of the semester, hit most of our learning outcomes and, uh, and, and kind of put this behind us as best we can and then regroup and, and move on. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of professors right that are that have been put online are feeling the same way but there's going to be that moment at the end the end is kind of a big moment for teachers and 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 students but really for teachers to gather all the information and see if you've gotten everything if if a student's missing anything and then turn in those grades which are really really important so I bet it will kind of crank back up here in the next two weeks yeah, that's what we're anticipating because, of course, you're still teaching the course, um, and this is fairly new to a lot of instructors. So I think once the spring semester does conclude, then I feel like there will be a lot of instructors reaching out, then focusing on their summer courses. It's just one thing at a time, and I totally get it. Um, but we're yeah. we're available now if if some instructors are ready to um, to work with us now. Yeah. So USF is entirely online until at least fall semester. That's what they've said. They they kind of emphasize that at least fall semester. Uh, so I guess we're kind of in a wait and see to see if in August, if we go back into the buildings or not. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing for us. I'm sure it is for you too. All your work is being done at, at home, I bet. Yes, where all of us are home. Um, so that work-life balance has been challenging for many people. We've been really trying to be, we tried to be flexible. We've allowed um, our designers to to choose their virtual office hours. So whatever works best with their their schedule and their family. Um, so it's it's been it's been hard. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a five-year-old daughter, um, so she's home with me as well, and she's in pre-kindergarten, um, and her school emails us a packet each week of her her homework assignments and activities and last week she had 17 pages worth of activities oh. i know i'm like oh my gosh she's like you know this is one of my yet. theories and you've seen this a lot but one of my theories is that people have this this assumption that online learning is somehow easier a cop out or something like that i i i think that's when you haven't done it that's your belief and so then i think Everybody overcompensates and they create way too much work to make it look like we're really working hard here. And I think we need to be doing exactly the opposite right now, which is high quality, low, low quantity of of output. Um, Agreed. Especially with these little ones. Holy cow. My poor baby. Yeah, I just split it up throughout the week. Um, And yeah, I mean, she's been she's so smart. That's the thing. So she knocks it out like it's nothing um but it, it's a lot and I, I agree with you about people saying you know with with online learning they try to compensate and add more but I think if you pre-plan ahead of time um it will be a smoother transition when you are actually delivering the, the the online courses there should be a lot up front but it always ties back to those learning outcomes a lot of people they'll add additional information that doesn't even meet those outcomes where it, it's probably unnecessary it's more so busy work so as long as you are meeting the objectives of the the module of the course um, I think that's that'll help improve the quality of your delivery method and your your lectures and your instructional materials but yeah that's a, yeah. Too many times where there's there's no alignments and and the students are confused as well. Right, and they and they realize it too. So then they just start looking at well, what do I actually get graded on? And they don't do any of the other work uh, because 
I'm not going to do all of that. So I think you, as an instructor, you have to say, what do I want them to do and make sure that they do that and don't add extraneous stuff. Or if you do, just add it as, if you're interested in this, because I got you interested in this subject yes, or whatever, here's more to read on. Um, but but I think I've seen that uh, even with my colleagues. I've seen in their shells where they have just huge reading lists. And I think back to when I was in grad school, and they're teaching grad school courses as the ones that I'm referring to. But I would, there were, there were professors that did that to me when I was getting my PhD. And okay, well, I'll skim it so I get a gist of what it is in case you bring it up in, in the class because it would be like a three-hour class and the teaching method was discuss. I mean, it, it literally was like kind of that, which is not, for those of you that aren't teachers, is not good teaching. <laughs> um, it's, so three hours of discussion about let's move on to the next reading, let's move on to the next reading. Well, I mean, I would read a reading that I was interested in of, of the 25 I was given, and then I would know the gist or read enough of the rest of them. But at a certain point, you've just, you're just trying to see what if you can battle my will to read that stuff every week as opposed to giving me it in chunks that actually are really valuable that I can really delve deep into and really uh, spark my learning. I, that's my belief. And I remember that. And I've seen my colleagues doing that exact same thing. And it drives me crazy. Uh, and I try to catch myself from doing it. It's nice when I work with you because, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll also say that. Um, and, you know, your colleagues there will say, hey, have you thought about breaking this into two different modules or something right. like that? So, yeah. um, And I think for, for summer, definitely because everyone is at home. So not just the instructors at home, but their, their students, their learners are at home, that it should be meaningful and, and purposeful in their delivery method because we don't want to provide them with so much stuff where they're, they're juggling school in addition to um, taking care of their family in addition to so many other aspects. Yeah. So just making sure that, again, it's, it's outcome driven and, and really serves a purpose. Right. Exactly. Purposeful, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that'll be our new term for it. Purposeful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we're running, uh, we're getting close to the end. I'm trying to keep these short. We sure can talk again because this has been very interesting and, and uh, I don't know, I like talking to you. So that's, that's uh, also <laughs> another thing. It's, um, that, that goes along with that. But here's something I'm, I'm curious about. You've had these brand new people coming in and I mean, they're coming with an incredibly blank slate and in a, a state of emergency really, right. which is probably the equivalent to every K-12 teacher in the state right now. Uh, and most of them in the nation. So I guess if we can do three things, let's think of three things that you would immediately say you should do these three things. If they've just thrown you online, make sure you've done these three things. What would they, well, it's like one of them. I'll kind of work with you and we can try to, I didn't, I didn't prepare you for this. No, this, those are good, great questions. Okay. So three things, if you're immediately going online, um, Again, I, I keep saying, you know, the outcomes. I would say first, just outline your goals for, for the course. Um, and so outline those goals. And, and a lot of, you know, courses already have course goals or outcomes um, already set in place. And then just, hmm, I would say 
welcome your students. I, I'm so big on community and collaboration. So just providing that welcoming environment and be honest with, with your, your learners, um, you know, let them know, like, I understand you guys have a life. I have a life as well. I want to be very flexible with you guys, but creating a welcoming environment and making sure students actually um, introduce themselves. I feel yeah. like that's a big component so that you're in it as a team from the get-go and you guys are just kind of working through it um, each step of the way. So um, again, setting goals, providing a collaborative and welcoming environment um, and just being flexible with everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that that flexibility is really, really important. Right now, my students, even the the ones that have been online the entire time and all of that, I mean, we, we feel it as, as human beings right now, all of us collectively with work and everything, but they are, they're definitely struggling to get things done and their deadlines. I've told my students, your deadlines don't mean anything. We've just got to get it done at the end. Use them as a guideline. Try not to let it pile up too much on you. And I've removed a couple of the, the assignments so that it's like, here are your two key assignments I want you to get done when when you're at the end. And if you have time and you feel like doing more, go ahead. And some do, actually. I, that sounds silly, but there are students that are really excited to learn and kind of bored, I guess, too, right now with just sitting at home. So, but there's others who are, you know, this has really turned people's lives on end. And I think that that's really important is to just say, uh, you know, I, I want to be flexible with you. I just want you to get done. I want you to get done as opposed to, especially the feeling that a lot of students feel with uh, professors, teachers, etc. I think they feel this like, oh, you want to fail me. It's the last thing a teacher wants to do is have a student fail under their watch. And uh, and I think that's one thing to even just say to them. So I, I appreciate it when you say that. Um, Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, uh, uh, I, I don't know, uh, do you have something right now that's keeping you sane in your house? Are you guys doing something in your well, are you binge yes, watching? I, what are you I doing? To, yeah, I need to do something because, okay, so in addition to working and homeschooling, I call it mom school. I'm also um, pursuing my doctor's degree. Right. Um, and just just piggybacking on the flexibility, my whole team um, or my, my classmates, we have a group me which is um, kind of like a messaging, a messaging tool, a group messaging where we're all on it. And we were all talking about a lit review that's due next week. Uh -huh. um, that's about 14 pages that no one has really started on. Yeah. And we're like, we just need an extension. Let us um, reach out to the instructor. So one person reached out to the instruction on behalf of all of us and asked for an extension and she extended it another week. So we're so happy. So <laughs> thank goodness for the flexibility and understanding. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going crazy. What we've been doing is we've been taking walks around the community so that's been helping yeah. um, we allow our daughter to ride her bike um, while we walk I've been watching YouTube videos and doing workout videos trying oh, to stay yeah. fit hey my wife um, my wife stumbled onto this thing uh, we've been doing the walks and things like that too but she got a tip from one of her friends that there's this thing called the seven minute workout have you heard of this no oh you should look it up there's a bunch of different what? ones it's it's seven minutes and it is intense and it's okay. not, it's intense for like anyone. I mean, you know, it's a classic YouTube deal where it's like, wow, look at how fit those people are. This ought to be fun, you know, but <laughs> it, it really is something that you could, you could do. And, or if you kind of peter out one of the 
one of the little exercises in there, you just kind of mm-hmm. pop back up and you go to the next one. But okay. you should look it up. Seven minute. It's a seven minute workout is what it's called. Workout. Yeah. We'll do. Yes. I found an hour long one and we've been doing 20 minute in- intervals because it's yeah. so extreme. So, yes, I'll definitely check that out. That'll yeah. be helpful. And it's all like you can just do it right like in your living. We just drop down in front of it. In fr- our, son, our third grade son does it with us. He just, it's like push-ups and then it's like jumping jacks and it's things like that. So it's, there's no weights involved or anything. So yeah, that's my hint. Well, that's good. Well, keep, keep doing something. Keep, that's all I've got. I don't have any advice on it because I keep asking (laughs) everybody to see what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I binge watched. Well, I'm watching the the Tiger King right now on oh, Netflix. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> well, that'll make you feel better about your own life. You'll feel like a much <laughs> better person. <laughs> See, I'm yeah. not so bad after all. I'm actually a really good person deep down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yes, Netflix and walking and working out. That's been my happy points. Yeah, <laughs> and good. just playing with my daughter. We do puzzles. We try to do our nails. We do fun things. So having her home has been awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks a lot, Brittany. It's been great to talk to you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'll have you back on and we can talk some more because I am really curious as we get closer to the end of the semester how everybody's doing in your office and kind of you can be the the measuring stick for what what's kind of happening out there with these professors that have never, ever open canvas <laughs> oh, right boy. Yes, most definitely i mean i know there a lot of people are stressed out um some people you know they some people you know they may not even want us in their courses it's, it's property it's like intellectual property um but i my model is always kill them with kindness like i'm always regardless of whatever <laughs> reactions i get you know you know no worries i totally understand you know i'm still happy to help just regardless of how it is i just kill them with kindness yeah <laughs> and, and that's really works. yeah i think that's good advice for all of us right now in the entire world right now <laughs> just <laughs> kill each other with kindness so on that note i think we'll end on the high note of killing him with kindness and uh, thanks again Brittany. Thank you. Take care. Follow, upload, download on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore Hatton, H-A-T-T-E-N.